Evening, hope you're all doing well. Maseches Tainis Dafir Aleph on the third line. Uh, we have uh, spoken a little bit about fasting and about uh, times of famine, and the Gemara picks up right there in that in that sugya on the third line of Whenever a person uh, makes themselves hungry, meaning they don't eat a lot during the times of famine, so then then they won't die uh, a, an abnormal death. As the Pasuk says, that in a famine you will redeem yourself from death. But the Gemara picks up on this. What do you mean, Birav? Should be Meirav Padacha, that you from the famine you save yourself. Meirav mi Baile says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. Ella, how then do we understand the Pasuk? The letter Bays of Birav has to be understood to represent another word. Here is Pshat in the Pasuk. As a reward. For keeping yourself hungry during the times of famine, not eating more than you should. End of part one. And then says the Gemara, that during that time, that a person is not supposed to have Tashmashamita during that time if there is a famine. It says that he. Uh, he had the children before the Ra'av kicked in. If you take a look at the Balei Atosos, this, even though this is uh, quoted in, um, it is quoted in Shulchan Aruch, but Tosos here has an important shita. It says Tosos at the top of the page, Diver Maschal Asr Adam. Tosos says, Vim Tomar, she was born at a time where we knew exactly where she when she was born. It was a time of famine. Her parents must have conceived her at a time of famine. The Gemara says that there are times that if a person wants to be and limit themselves. <clears throat> From Tash Mishamita, that's appropriate. And Tosos concludes with Yosef, the Pasuk, which was the text proof for this idea. Yosef lo adam So I've had the, this discussion with my rabbi. And if you look in the postgame, there are some nights of the year the couples are not meant to be together on Rosh Hashanah, and there's a whole long list of them. So my rabbi told me a couple of years ago, he said, this applies for people who are good with it. It doesn't apply to everybody. You have to understand it's not a din in Shulchan Aruch. It's a minig that's mentioned in the postgame. It's not even a minig to meet us, So you have to know how to balance these things out. If uh, the other option is an Avera Rachmana Litzlan, then of course, <laughs> Pashat, that's the case, that the minig chasidus is, uh, is trumped by, uh, by Yetzir Har. That's for sure. That's for sure. He says also, he doesn't say that it's a minig chasidus. 100%. That's a great touch in the Gemara, but that's not... That is not what it means. It's not how, how Tosos understands it. And the language of, uh, uh, of the Tosos that he answers here is the lo have aser ela lemisha rotsa linug atzmo. So it's aser for the guy who wants it to be aser. That's how Tosos understands the word aser. It's a great touch. And Tosos plays off of that. Lo have aser ela lemisha rotsa linug atzmo bechasidus. Then it's aser for you, but for everybody else, it's not aser. Yeretzko brings from the mitzvah away to the miyashim. Yeah. yeah, and this works even by the Balei Tosos, it works. He just says that the aser is not across the board. It's aser is only for those for whom the midas chasidus applies. Anyways, this does come up in halacha. This does come up in postgame about 
times during the year when a couple should not be together, ask your local Orthodox rabbi how to balance that out. Says the Gemara, even according to Yosef, who wanted to be Mahmur on himself, but people who have yet to fulfill the mitzvah of Peru or Vu, so then, trump card, then the minog doesn't apply to you. And if you don't have children yet, then you're obligated to continue to try and have children. There are very rare exceptions to that. This Shaila comes up with birth control. We know that there's a mitzvah Torah that one is obligated to, to to bring children into the world, boy and girl, Machlok has shown him what actually the din is. So, so the poskim say, and when I was in Smicha, they were very sharp about this. Not everybody, birth control is not water. You have to ask a Shiloh before you, you're on birth control. You have a mitzvah to put on tefillin. You don't just not put on tefillin one morning. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Mitzvah says to have children. So in order to get a to for birth control, you need a real, a real halachic Shiloh. Um, I've had students over the years who ask me these questions, which I immediately pass on to those far greater than mine, than myself. <laughs> I never answer them on my own. And invariably, the question always follows, is this couple healthy? Do they have a good marriage? Are they going to be able to raise a reasonably good child? All the shilas that come up. Um, and one of the things that is the motivator is pruervu, because once a couple already has fulfilled the mitzvah pruervu, then getting a heter, as it were, for birth control is easier. But one should not take it lightly, because it is a mitzvah saseh shelter. It's a bitl aseh. If a person takes birth control without reasonable uh, reasons behind it, it could be a bitl aseh. The Gemara starts, uh, continues about 12, 15 lines down in Yodalef Amidalef. Tanara Banam Bismanch, Yisrael Shri and Bitsara. If there is a time, Rahman al that the Jews are having a difficult time. Upiresh Echad Mehen. And one Yid says, ah, I'm out. Uh, I'm not interested in this. So then what happens to him? It's not good. The two angels that generally accompany a person, they, uh, they come up to him. Al Rosho, they put their hands on his head, and they say, This guy who separated himself from the pack, he won't see the, the comfort side, he won't see the other side of the coin, he's only going to see the bad parts. It's not good. Another Bryce is very similar, three lines before the, the wide lines. The Bryce reads, that at a time when the Jews are having a hard time, you shouldn't be at home fressing. It's not right. If a person does that, the Pasuk says about him, the Pasuk reads, this is a regular day of happiness and joy. I'm going to shecht an animal. Uh, I'll, I'll kill a bakar, I'll shecht son, echol basar v'shasos yayin, I'll be eating meat and I'll be drinking wine, echol v'shasokim machar namus, I know things are bad, machar namus, we're going to die tomorrow, but I'm porish, midarki atzibur, I'm porish from the tsar of the people, and maxiv basre, what's the, what's the pasuk that follows this one up? So it says the Gemara, v'nig l'bozne Hashem tzavakosim yichupar ha'avon hazeh, lachem ad timusun, this sin is not going to be repaired, ad timusun, until you die, that is a very sharp consequence, we have an obligation, to be no sebolim chavero. That's what the Gemara says. And if there is a shastzar and we separate ourselves from the shastzar, we are bringing upon ourselves an onesh. And then says the Gemara almost halfway down at the second of the wide lines, ad kan midas benonim. This is only talking about a regular person. What did the Pasuk say about this person? At least he knows that machar namus, that things are very bad. And uh, I know things are very oppressive. Okay, I'm going to go home and fresh, and that's the wrong thing to do, but I'm a Bainani. What about the Russia? The Pasuk says, uh, in regards to the Russia, a sayu, 
Uh, I'm going to go get some wine. And I'm going to get drunk on, on beer. And it's going to be just like this tomorrow. He doesn't know that people are going to die. He's a real Russia. He's not even looking out at the knees of the people. He's, he's a real Russia. Maxi Basre, what's the Pasuk that follows? So the Pasuk that, that follows reads that Tzadik Avad, the Tzadik, the righteous will be lost. The Ein Ish Sum Alev, and this, there's going to be no one paying attention. The Asimu and someone will be replaced by him. By Yeshev Aleha. Um, sorry, I skipped a line here. The Ein Ish Sham Alev, the Anshe Chesed Nesafin. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says here. Um, the, the Pasuk reads a little differently in the actual Pasuk. It's going to be bad. The Tzadikim are going to die because of this. So we should not be ignoring uh, the problems that are happening. And the Gemara tells us what we therefore should do. So what should we do? It says the Gemara halfway down. A person should be B'tzari Matzibor. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu did the same thing. Where do we see this in the Torah? Many places, I'm sure. We all know the famous stories of Mitzrayim, that he went to go see the Siblos Mitzrayim, but that's not what the Gemara brings. Moshe's arms were very heavy. They put, uh, they put a, a stone under him, fine, and he sat on it. He had nothing comfortable to sit on. Why do you sit on a rock? This is the right way to, to show empathy, to care for those, of, those around you who are going through difficult things. Anyone who shows this empathy and they put themselves in tsar when the tzibur is in tsar, then then that will be the case that they will also be the ones who can see the result and the healing from that difficult time. Says the Gemara B'Shem Yomar Adam Mi Meibi. No one's going to know. I'm home by myself, uh, four, four closed walls. I'm eating, but leave me be. Who's going to even testify against me? Not like we need. It's a strange question. Kodesh Baruch Hu is Chokia Rumavin. Why does it? Okay, so the Gemara gives a couple of strange answers. The Gemara says, Avne Beso Shaladam Bekoros Beso Shaladam Eidenbo. The Aiden who are going to be against him are the witnesses that are the stones and that are the, the walls. Or Vakoros based on the beams of his house. Shinemar, ki Evan, Makir, Tizak, the stones are going to scream out. Uh, and from the bricks they're going to call out another possible answer as to how this person who's not being another possibility as to how, how uh, everyone will find out is the the Adam are going to testify against him who are his malachim the next answer the Gemara says is your neshama is going to record this and uh, he's gonna, the Neshama will tell a Kodesh Baruch that which is within your Chet, that which is within you, which is your Neshama. It's interesting because here it says that it's Chet uh, in your chest. But if you ever have read the paragraph prior to Tefillin, it says Neshama Shavimuchi. So I'm not holding in that if anybody knows where the Neshama resides. There's a Dan, Dan Brown book about this. I don't know if you guys are Dan Brown fans, but in one of his books, he measured the weight of the Neshama. Have to. <laughs> There's no such thing, but somebody donated their body to science, right? So we we discuss locations as though there is some type of physical presence. What does that mean? Okay, that could I don't know the answer to the question. Points all throughout. So that's not not implied from this here. It's one of the points. Why? Walls in your lap. 
it, it's throughout different parts of the body it manifests mm -hmm. itself. I mean, assuming we're actually the physical characteristics. Yeah, I mean, Hanishama Mochi is more explicit, but this is a pasuk. That's, uh, I don't know that. that. And the paragraph before. Right. It's just, it's just a strange, I'm, just, I'm noticing uh, splinters in the language because it, it, it's, it's very, why did you say? Gufi? Just, we easily could have done it. I mean, the Bali Kabbalah who wrote that or the, or the Sephardim, which are Bali Kabbalah, it's the same thing. I remember reading that in the Dan Brown book, wasn't it called Noetics? Okay. The one scientist in the room, you know? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I have I read the book 10 years ago. Sure I certainly didn't read the book since Dafyomi started because I haven't done anything since Dafyomi started. <laughs> so I have no idea. It's been a long time, at least two years. So that's what the Gemara says, that maybe the Neshama will be the testimony. Maybe the limbs of the person will be the testimony. You're the witnesses. All right, let's darshan some so the only thing we have as an example of how to express yourself is Moshe Rabbeinu. We don't have other examples here. I mean, if a person opens up, yeah, yeah, a person opens up a Hamishal website for those that would do such a thing, you know, you could see Tsar from top to bottom to the page, a sickness, a, a shooting, etc. I mean, you'd be in one would be in Tsar the God's tub. It's true. I, I, without having thought about your question, just my, my hush when reading the Gemara was when it's clear that everyone's going through a tsar as a people. That's what it was just my, it was my own, my own, my own feeling. Right. Yeah. It's certainly not Yechidim. I certainly felt it's a, it, the language is Yisrael. That's what I'm talking about. It says Echad. It says Echad? It says that. No. Bizman she Yisrael shiru yin bitzar. Yeah. It seems to be more global than individual. Yeah. Certainly, absolutely. That's true. Everybody's got that pekalach. That's for sure. I agree. Two thirds of the way down, we're going to start darshaning a pasuk. It's the pasuk we know. Let's break this up into pieces. What does it mean that Hashem is a god of emuna? That we're going, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to get payment. He's going to get retribution by the Rishayim in the next world, even for an avera kala. See that tzaddikim get back in this world. They get the onshin for their averes in this world, so that their olam haba is sweeter. So that way, this is already in the hashkafa of tzaddik v'ralo rosh of atovlo is that. And this is hard, but it, when one has that grasp of the things that happen to them in this world, are a kapara, uh, so then, yeah, then it's the small things, the small averas, they take their toll here in this world. So that's what the Gemara says, that, uh, What does that part of the Pasuk mean? Just like the righteous get their reward in the next world, even for the smallest of mitzvahs. So they're going to get their reward in this world. Again, all in the same, uh, all in the same vein, which is that the tzaddikim are those who deserve a greater olam haba, and the rishayim are those who deserve a lesser great olam haba. Uh, that's why we should try to be tzaddikim. And the, just to be clear, the Gemara doesn't say that tzaddikim make no mistakes. That's not what it means. Everybody makes mistakes. That's not the point. The point is that we need to be begeder a tzaddik instead of being begeder a rasha. The Gemara finishes with the Pasuk, uh, Tzadik Sharhu. some challenges in the, in the gears of the Gemara here. The Gemara uh, should say, Melamed, what does this teach us? Teach us, Melamed, Shabashaspti, Raso, Shel, Adam. Think about this imagery that 
Rahman al-Islam, after 120 years, when a person passes away, they go to the next world. Kol ma'asav niftarin lefanav. Kol ma'asav niftarin, or according to some, nifratin, uh, that they're detailed in front of you, they're all written out. The omrim lo, and the people in the courts, the bailiff, Lahavdil will say to, to the person, they'll say to him, Kach v'kach asisa, these are the averas and mitzvahs that you did, b'makom ploni, b'yom ploni, on this day, on that day, in this place. V'hu omer hein, you're absolutely right. V'omrim lo chasom, they say, all right, it's time to sign. It's time to sign on all of the maizim that you did, l'tivusa v'legriusa. V'chosem, he has no choice, shenem ar kol adam yachtom. This is the dramatic language in Unasana Tokev. So it says the Gemara below, that once a person's in this face, he can see the, the Ashras of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and he has to say that it's correct. You've done an excellent job judging, job of judging me. It's funny, like hearing us giving being Meshabech a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Yeah, you, you did good. You know, it's a funny, it's not for him, it's for us to be matzik esadin, to be matzik esadin. That we should be yasha. The Gemara then has a general machlokes, a strange machlokes about whether or not uh, instituting a personal fast is a chait or is, a, is it the kedusha. So, Amar Shmuel, 10 lines from the bottom, that anyone who sits in a fast, they are considered a sinner. Where does this come from? Savarki, by the way, the Baleatosos sharply argue at this. Uh, the second Tosos on, let's become a Tosos day. The second Tosos on the page here points out that in, uh, in Perakachovel and Bavakama, that Shmuel argues the opposite, that a person is Ra'oi Lechabel Ba'atzmo, that is Rishoi, and that is Yeshiva Betainis. So that's a stero within Shmuel, and you can see Tos was there for the answer. But the Gemara, irrelevant to that, the Gemara doesn't ask that question. But the Gemara says, Savar ki haitana, must be that Shmuel, who over here says that fasting is considered a chait, must be like the following brysa that speaks about Nazirus, Titania, the brysa, Rebbe Yisrael kapar Berebi Omer, that he did something terrible to his nefesh. Well, who's nefesh? What are you talking about? He's a Nazir. What, what does that even mean? It wasn't an interpersonal aver. He did something wrong himself. Ella says the Gemara he did something wrong by making himself a Nazir because now he's uh, he's was mitzar himself that he can't have wine. Says the Gemara of Alod Varim Kavachomer. So therefore, Shmuel made a Kavachomer. The Nazir who restrains himself, restricts himself from even only wine is considered a chote. Then a person who's fasting, then So that's actually, from a Mari Makomo's perspective, that sounds like a very reasonable approach that Shmuel is taking. Again, the Tosfos notwithstanding, spend some time on that. Uh, the Gemara does, Tosfos does deal with that. But that's the Shita of um of uh, Rabbi Eliezer, that's what he says there. Rabbi, um, sorry, that is the sheet. Uh, what did I just of oh, Shmuel? That's the sheet of Shmuel. So it says the Gemara. Rabbi Elazar argues. Rabbi Elazar Omer Nikra Kadosh. He's not called a chote. It's considered to be about. Uh, it's kedusha to separate apart. That's what we famously know that uh, that a, a kedusha is porish mutterlach. That's what kedusha is. It's a loftier level. Of course, we know kedusha doesn't mean holiness. It means to separate it. The kedusha is a woman who is inappropriate. She has separated herself from the pack. It's the void of holiness. Separating ourselves is the idea. So why don't we just say porish uh, mutterlach? So says the Gemara. Let's see if we can support the sheet of Rabbi Elazar. Shneamar kadosh. Uh, I'm sorry, where's the Pasuk here? The Pasuk reads, 
uh, you're going to grow out your hair, and that's considered an act of Kedusha. This person who, uh, who, just because of his hair, he didn't get a haircut, he was considered a Kadosh. A person who restricts himself entirely, referencing the fasting, all the more so he's considered a Kadosh. So Machlokas Shmuel and Rebbe Lazar, they didn't live within the same generation, they were one generation apart, but there was a Machlokas between them as to whether or not uh, as to whether or not fasting is an, uh, has an element of chait, or if fasting has an element of kedusha. We don't know how long this fast is at this point. No, but we assume a day. Thirty-day no? fast. What does that mean? What? No, no, the fasting. We're learning from oh, Nazir okay. as to, that's why you're making a kalvachomer from Nazir that they restricted themselves in one and it was a chait. And therefore, if you restrict yourself in general from all food for the tightness, let's call it a day for now, was my assumption. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, so, well, let's see how we conclude, because the Gemara is going to conclude in a way that makes sense to all of us. But uh, there is a there is a way that a person could fast, and it, and it is deserving of a chait. We'll get there at the top of the of the Amit Beis. Let's get there. So, but then the Gemara crisscrosses in the Marimikomos and says, hey, wait one second. Ula Shmuel, who said that fasting is a chait ha'ikri kadosh, what do you do about the fact that the Pasuk says that there's kadosh? Kadosh yeh, gadel pera. So he says, ha'hu agidul pera koi. That kadosh is only by the hair, but it's not by food. He says, you're right, that's a Kaddish move, but to restrict yourself from food, that's not allowed. What about the Rebbe Lazar? The Pasuk called him a Chote as well, that we know. We know that the Nazar has to bring Korbanos when he's done, we treat him as a Chote. That's because he brought it upon himself that he became a Nazar. That was not right, he shouldn't have done that. But to say that fasting is a problem, in other words, they crisscross the Mari Mekomos and everybody answers, you can't ask from that Mari Mekom, you're, you're, you're focusing on the wrong piece. Really say that... Um, uh, that it, he's not a chote. How can that be? As if the, the holiness is within you. That the sanctity is within you. Rashi at the top of the page. As if your whole body is holy. You cannot shut down the desire. So you should be eating. So good. That sounds like a stira within Rabbi Elijah. And the Gemara answers, Lokasha. One person is fit to be Mitzayer himself. And ha So you have to know yourself. If this is not your constitution to fast, so then you take it upon yourself and you've shut yourself down for a couple of days. That's not Shaykh. That's not Shaykh. That's not the right time to fast. That's not your move. There's other ways to service a Kaddish Baruch when you're trying to, to get Ritsui. So if by you fasting is a disaster, then don't fast. I would never fast. That would never be my option. I talked, I asked to Shaila something, uh, something came up and I spoke to one of my Arabians. He said, you really need to fast. I said, I'm can't fast. I'm, I'm, I'm a disaster. So he told me that the Mari Mekomos that we were discussing required that I would therefore give tzedakah in, a, in an equivalent amount of a, whatever it was, a couple of meals. I don't remember the details anymore. It was like eight years ago. But I, fasting for me is a bad idea. So you have to know. You have to know. If you're good at fasting, so then great. Then fasting is fine for you. That's the distinction in Rabbi Eliezer. Now, Rish Lakish takes still a third spin. We've already learned that according to Shmuel, you could be a chote, and according to Belazar, you could be a, a kadosh. <laughs> Rish Lakish, Shamar Nikra Chassid. Ah, right, you're becoming a chassid. Shneimar gomel nafsho ish chassid. But we read the word chassid. The ocher sheiro 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 sheiro. I need to learn Tanakh. Yeah. 
Anyways, uh, the language here is Gomel Nafsho Ish Chesed, and we read it as Chosid. That's the play on words, and therefore you're a Chesed if you give of your body. If you have people who are learners, it's their job to learn Torah. Um, so says the Gemara, the dog should eat their food. In other words, it's not shy for him to fast, some type of colloquialism of the day. Uh, and that's what it means. And says the Gemara, as we know that all of our fasts are short, they're, they're only in daylight hours, with the exception of Yom Kippur, which is a Pasuk and Chumash, but on the rabbinic side of fast, which is all the others, the only fast that begins at Shkia is is Tisha B'av. So it says the Gemara, we learn it from this line. Amar Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba, ain't tainis sibur be'bavel, ele Tisha be'av bilvad. That's the only one. That's the only one. Amar Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba, Amar Rish Lakish, ain't tamar chacham rishay leishe betainis. A tamar chacham is not allowed to fast. Mibnei shemamayd v'maleches shamayim. It reduces what he's capable of doing. Rashi, to the left, about 15, 20 lines down. Dibur ha-mascha, shemamayd v'maleches shamayim. Chalash, who he'll become weak, v'enu yachalil mode, and he won't be able to learn doesn't say teach, just says learn. We're talking about people who are sitting in kolel. So says the Gemara that they should not be fasting. How does that play out? Let's say that a person knows that if they fast, their learning is going to be weaker and they're sitting and learning. So we're no poskim, but it seems from the Gemara that it should be usser for them to fast. So Rabbanim, whenever there's, well, there's times when they institute, you know, whether or Yom Kippur Club, that kind of thing, there's usually the caveat for the teachers in the school, they should not fast. I've never heard that. Absolutely. Oh, beautiful. I was a teacher in a school, right? but I never fasted anyway. So I'm, I'm the last guy. Nobody ever said it to me, but I, that's beautiful. I've never heard that. That sounds like an expanded version of this though, because this is pretty narrow. This is people who are sitting and learning, uh, at least according to Rashi. Okay, at the two dots, a third of the way down on Yudala from the base, we're going to end uh, Mamish on the last line. It says the Gemara, Ochlin that uh, we had said that when it comes to most fast days, that one is allowed to eat at night prior to the fast. Let's say there was a person who wanted to be makabel at tainus on themselves. So they ate the whole night prior. Then when he's in his own Shmona Esrei, he would say the anenu, the appropriate requisite tefillah to add. Now let's say that he fasts, let's say this was a whole day, it's a Monday. So he fasts the whole day Monday. And then going into halachic Monday night, Tuesday, he's sleeping. So then... What about uh, the tefillahs of that night? So says the Gemara, he does not, because that wasn't part of his Kabbalah. Yeah, he's still fasting, granted. It's like if you dive in at the 72-minute Mariv, uh, you're diving 72 minutes, it's, it's well after it says you could have eaten already. We don't eat in Megillah, Sester, we have the same thing. We try not to eat before the mitzvah, but really the fast is over. It really technically is over. We try, okay? So here too, we say, yeah, you're still fasting, but you don't add in the Anenu because that wasn't what you accepted upon yourself. What you accepted upon yourself was to fast throughout the day. Amar of Yosef, my of Rav Huna, I don't understand this shita of Rav Huna, which seems to separate from saying Anenu during the day, but not at night. Svirelei, do we say, do we say that there's no such thing as a partial fast? Uh, you, sometimes you'll hear people say, like, tell the kid to, to fast until chatzos. Do we say that there's no misan and l'shos? Oh, Dilma, or perhaps really misan and l'shos. We do hold misan and l'shos. However, misan and l'shos, when someone is fasting only a short part of the day, so which shita is Ravuna? Do we say that there's no such thing as tefillah shows, as tainus shows? Or do we say there is, but you just don't say anin? Says the Gemara, Amar halfway down a little bit more. Amar le'abayilolim kasav ravuna mitainus l'shos, misan and l'shos, really is such a thing as shorter hours. I'm only going to fast for three hours. A person's going to say that about themselves. And not only that, 
against the way we understood Rav Huna, that you should even say this case was different than the case of Rav Huna. Even Rav Huna would agree that if you're still fasting into the night, you should say the Anenu. But over here, the reason over here why you wouldn't say Anenu is because even when he fasted in the first place, he was eating at night. That was what that was Ochlan Vishosa in the night prior. So the nighttime was never part of his brain in regards to fasting. So here's how it works. A person on Shabbos says, I'm going to fast on Monday. Eats, eats, eats up until Sunday night, up until the, the up until Amr Shachar, pounding food. Mutter, no problem. And then he fasts the whole day. He says, I'm anyone Shachars. And then the sun sets at five o'clock. And all of a sudden, it's dark out. He's like, well, I'll fast a little bit longer. No Anenu in Mark. No, Anenu, because the night was never part of your mindset to fast, ever. Bichlal not. So at night, you're never going to say the Anenu. Different. Different, absolutely. That's for sure. So let's say you accept, we, we don't do that, but because we don't fast tonight, except for Yom Kippur, but except for Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur. But had you, if that was your Kabbalah, then absolutely you'd say Anenu. Correct. It's only rooted in this one case where it was the low Kabbalah Leme Ikara, that at night you had no interest in doing that. That's why you ate. You, you showed it by eating. You showed it by stuffing your face the night prior. So in Texas case, Texas, Texas case, then if a person in a personal fast, they wanted to have it, span a couple days, then maybe he should say an Anu and Meyer. He would. That's he would. We're just saying at night. At, right. So I fasted all day Monday. I ate Sunday night. I fasted all day Monday. I said, I'll be from I'm going to push it a little bit. I won't eat tonight. That Marv gets no Anu. Why says the Gemara? Because your initial fast you ate at night. Sunday night. You ate Sunday night. So now it's Monday night. All of a sudden you say, that was never part of your fast. Yeah, but let's say he did. So if you're Macabre on yourself, I'm fasting for 36 hours straight, then you say, Anenu so at night. You get a rare nighttime Anenu. It would only come out by a personal Kabbalah. Correct. Whatever the language is. <laughs> yeah. It's intermittent fasting for those who are into that. Ah, there it is. Made it into Dafyomi. Marukva ikla le giznak. This is a, a location of some kind. He went to Giznak and says the Gemara Bomine. When he went there, they asked him three shadows. He didn't know the answer to any of them. Awkward when you come in as a guest and don't know. But when you're Marukva, I hope you can get over it because you're a massive Talmud Chacham. on the show, so in Misan on the shows, and the Sugi we just learned. Is there such thing as short hours of fasting? Yes or no? Lo He didn't have the answer. Kan kan shal nachrim. That we have. Con- we're getting there. It's the week. It's the week. Beautiful. It didn't even cross my mind. That's beautiful. We're uh, six days away. If you have containers that belong to a guy, usually a reference to containers that uh, was, were dealing with wine. So uh, says the Gemara, do we have to kasher them? Do a little hagala? Uh, what's the halacha? They didn't have the answer. Normally, when it comes to hagala, we are concerned about temperature. Uh, but what if it's been sitting there for a very long time? We literally use barrels because of the flavor that comes out of the barrels. So maybe we should assume that the containers absorbed as well. Very reasonable assumption. So do you need Hagala? Yes or no? When I was in Smicha, my Rebbe brought in a cracked chalent pot and they're covered in this shiny enamel. Yeah. You could see the chalent seeped all the way through the bottom of the chalent pot. You could see like it was almost all brown, except for the very, very, very bottom couple of millimeters. The challenge soaked all the way through. So what did he do? So he didn't have the answer to the question. And last question, all of these questions are seeming, uh, seemingly are disconnected from one another. 
we know that, uh, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu played a role in the Beis HaMikdash during the Shiva Simei Lum with Korbanos and Avodah on the Beis HaMikdash. He's from the Levi family, wasn't he? Is he a Kohen? That's a good discussion too. But anyways, what did he wear? He didn't wear the, the normal Kohen clothes. Uh, so lo have a biyade. So uh, what did he do? Azal, in the singular, not what did they do? What did he do? This is Mar Ukva. What did Mar Ukva do? He went to the base Medrash. Ozal, the Sha'il Bay Medrash. He might be Mar Ukva. He didn't know the answer to the question. Go into the base Medrash and ask. So Amrulay, they responded. First of all, halacha number one, umis tainis. We do have short, um, short hours of fasting. And you would say anenu during those short hours of fasting. Number two, that when it comes to the containers of a guy, uh, if you wait 12 months, it's mutter. Fascinating. I saw Rav Willig pask in this way that if you have a dishwasher that hasn't been used in 12 months, you can switch it from milk to flesh. This is the Gemara. The Gemara is very clear. Is that as long as you wait that amount of time, maybe the level of pegima in the walls is so significant. It's like just such a nothing that we're not even concerned anymore. It's a good shaila. But our dishwashers are a little different. The metal parts are easy. That's, that's just run the system on high. That's easy. The hard part is the plastic portions of the dishwasher, because that's a machlokas. Do we assume that you're even able to perform hagalo? You don't you know that we don't do hechsher yeah. but can you do hagala on plastic so some plastics will melt so not all plastics do i have some plastics things the matita tubes i use i sterilize them in an autoclave they're single use i toss them but you can sterilize them they don't melt at all great so am i extracting anything from the plastic oh that's a good shiloh but that's what the gemara would say and Willig, i presume was quoting from this gemara that 12 months is the line in the sand and lastly, for tonight, he wore a special white garment. And Rav Kahana, it was a white garment that had no seams in it. It's uh, not a simple task. That means you have to thread the whole thing in, uh, in one needle, I presume. I don't know exactly. I'm, I'm not a seamstress. I have no idea. I don't know enough to even answer the question, but that's what Rav Kahana said, is that there wasn't even one seam. Um, I'm traveling to Detroit tomorrow. I do plan to be back on time. If I'm seeing that my flights are going to get all messed up, I'll, uh, I'll record and post. But uh, I should be back on time. Wishing you all a beautiful night. I think with that question,